Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valley, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Good, Kev. How you doing? Doing pretty good. You've played Yakuza. Zach Ross here. Yes. Zach Ross is also here. He's not I'm playing here. Yakuza. He's not. I'm not currently, but I will be at some point. W when is when is some point? I'm I don't curious. know. I'm still in a, I'm in a game coma after Ghost of Tsushima, so I don't know if I'm going to play it before or after Cyberpunk. I, it's it's really up in the air right now. Yeah, that's a decision. You got what? Three, three weeks? weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, three, three weeks. weeks. Three, yep. Three weeks until I, Cyberpunk? Because it depends on when I'm feeling it, because I don't want to start it and then put it down and then pick up Cyberpunk. So if I'm not yeah. confident I can finish it before the time Cyberpunk comes out, I'm probably just going to hold off. Yeah, that's that's dangerous. You don't wanna you don't wanna set that game down. Uh, um, yeah, I've been playing Yakuza the last couple of days. It finally showed up. I'm late to the party. I'm sure that everybody's already finished the game already. You know, mm -hmm. it's been out for like a week. I have it's already done, except for me. <laughs> except except for Zach, you're you're uh you're in the same boat. Yeah, so I put in about five and a half hours over the last two days. And it's mainly been story. Uh, like, the first three hours was basically just story. Because you have to go through the entire backstory the whole 18 years prior. Because, of course, just like how it was in the original Yakuza, you've got a guy who serves, you know, about 20 years in prison for a crime he didn't do because he's taken the fall for somebody else. It's the same same thing that we saw from, from the original. So they had to set that up over the first, uh, over the first three hours. Um, but... It's definitely a much bigger scale game in terms of story than that original game was. Uh, because that, that that original game was um, about Kiryu and Nishiki and that whole thing. And, and here, it's about basically the entire Omi Alliance and the Tojo clan, the, the clans from the, from the previous game, and that whole thing, and their dynamic in Kamurocho. It's much higher stakes than that original game was as soon as Ichiban gets out of prison. Um, so... It sets up really nice with the story. I'm really intrigued by where that's going. Uh, Ichiban is a character. I really like him a lot. He is an interesting mix of Kiryu and Majima to me, where Kiryu's much quieter, but he's a very respectful dude, is how I see him. Mm -hmm. He's just like a chill, respectful dude. And Ichiban's got that same like idea of, um, of just respect for people, and he always wants to do the right thing, like Kiryu does, but he's also much louder like Majima. So I kind of feel like he's he's a nice in-between uh, between Kiryu and Majima. So I like his character a lot, and I, I like his interactions and relationships with the other characters that we've gotten to meet so far. There's a, there's a homeless man that you meet when you first get into Yokohama, and, and he's a super chill dude. And then you've also got this um, this detective uh, who you meet as well, and their relationship. Are they like party members? Early going. Yeah, they're, they're okay, party cool. members. Um I like their relationship so far a lot, and they also they also try and put a focus on that because not only are they in your party and they're there for story segments, but they also have certain areas where uh, you can have extra dialogue conversations with these characters. Um, and if you do that, you get extra bonuses for um, for your team. So uh, has I like the Ichiban, I like the story has a lot. he mentioned Dragon Quest yet? I've heard he's yes, a Dragon multiple Quest times, oh, multiple yeah. times. Multiple times. <laughs> That's uh, awesome for cutscene. Uh, not that much, but he mentions it in the first like twenty minutes, and then at the point that I just played, uh, they were the other two characters were roasting Ichiban because they're like, "Oh, you know, what did you want to be when you were a kid?" And he's like, "Oh, I wanted to be a hero, like in the video games, like in Dragon Quest." <laughs> and they all just start roasting him for it. Um, 
but yeah, yeah, I like the characters a lot. I like the setting a lot. You start in Kamurocho in 2000. Here, here's one thing that I, am I, so the end of the 20th century, is that? That's the 1990s. 1999? Yes. 1999. Yeah. So, right. So they're saying, okay, this is the end of the 20th century. You know, because it's New Year's is when is when mm -hmm. the game starts and it takes yep. place. And I'm like, all right, so we're we're in 1999. Mm -hmm. No, we're at the end of the year 2000, and they're saying that that's because, like that's like people who think the decade starts in right. 2021. <laughs> it, uh... it, it was it was so weird because yeah, because they were like, all right, you know, let's let's cap the end of of the 20th century in style or whatever. I'm like, all right, and then they show some people who are getting ready to celebrate and they're wearing the glasses with the mm -hmm. like double O's, and then there's a one. I'm like, 2001? What? Wait, 2000? <laughs> So that that got me kind of confused. That's really uh, weird. I wonder if that that's that's really strange. Yeah. <laughs> what if that's yeah, like a I Japanese thing? Yeah. Yeah. But but there are some people like that, right? Where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, the start of like the decade isn't until the the first like, next year. Yeah. yeah. Like it. Yeah. So, I didn't expect that, we'd that be talking was... about this tonight. That's that's a <laughs> random <laughs> ad. It was a very weird thing that kind of caught me off guard. Uh huh. But but anyways, I like the characters a lot. I like the story a lot, and. That's pretty par for the course for the Yakuza games. Uh, they're usually the combat. The combat. Um, so prefacing this by the fact that I'm only five and a half hours in, and the first three three and a half hours of the game were nearly all story. Um, I don't think the combat has gotten enough time to to sink in and to expand because as you start off, you don't really have too many moves that you can use. You basically have like one like special move that you have and then your basic attack a guard and then as i've been going along i've been unlocking more and more skills uh so i i haven't been able to form a full opinion on it yet just because it hasn't completely opened up yet uh but it's it's interesting it's interesting how they have it set up to try and take the style of the original games with um with like the items that you can pick up on the battlefield to attack with uh, the fact that it's not just a regular turn-based RPG, but you have to move to characters' positions, and that if another character is in your way, like if, if you target a character who's behind somebody else and go after them, then that character in front will hit you, and you lose your attack. Mm -hmm. So you have to you have to keep in mind who's in front of what, and that can kind of change how you're going about a fight. You may want to pick a guy off, but he's behind somebody else, so you're going to have to go, go after the, the other guy first. So... It's interesting. It's it's interesting how they have it set up, and then they keep some of the quick time events that the Yakuza games have used in the past for the specials. You have um, uh, you have either button prompts like mashing square or hitting triangle at the right time to get the maximum amount of damage from your specials. Um, and with the with the items on on the battlefield, if you run past like a bike on the ground or or something that you can pick up, you will automatically pick it up and use it. Um, but every time that I've done that, I never planned it. I, I didn't even realize it was there. <laughs> and then he just picks up a bike and starts hitting guys. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so it's it's a little bit harder to be kind of tactical with the items that you're picking up because it all depends on where the enemy ends up. Because, you know, they'll ragdoll and then they'll end up over here. And it's like, oh, there's no items over here. I guess I just kind of have to roll without. Um, and it's it's just a little bit slower 
I guess. I, I felt that a lot in the game's first dungeon, where, it, like, it, it is a dungeon. It is It was corridors with fights and items that you can pick up. And I don't know, with the earlier games, when you're going through those dungeons, dungeons specifically, it felt a lot more fluid because you were kind of just getting into these encounters and mm -hmm. just blasting through them, and then you were just rolling along. But here it was run up to the guys, you in initiate the fight, have to go through all the menus, go through the fight, and then there's another six or seven of the fights left in the dungeon. Um, in, in the overworld, it, it's it's like the older games where you just hop in and then boom, there they are, and then you and then you go. But it kind of felt different to me in the dungeons where it just felt slower than than the old games. Mm -hmm. um, well, hopefully it does pick up. I mean, like. The first five hours of Dragon Quest Eleven, the combat's not that great when you don't have that many skills right. unlocked and things like that. And I've seen, from what I've seen, this game has a pretty in-depth job system that doesn't sound it like does, you've really been I, scratched. No, because at, at the point where I'm at is now, like the first jobs that I'm unlocking, I've just had the the one job, mm -hmm. and I just got the other one, so I really haven't dove into how that changes things and. If you have different jobs equipped, your skills level up differently as as you level up. So, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of areas that I haven't gotten into yet. Uh, so, it, it it remains to be seen how much I like the combat in the end. But as it is right now, I think I'd prefer the older style. Maybe that's just because I've played seven games of that before. <laughs> eight, um, eight, <laughs> right? Eight games. I, I, yeah. Wait, eight, nine. Seven. Six Seven Yakuza's, Yakuza Judge Zero, Yakuza and Judgment. Judgment. Eight games. Yeah. Judgment, right, yeah. Judgment. Yes, mm -hmm. which is the same combat. But I do appreciate how they tried to take as much of the original combat style into this RPG with um, with the quick time events, with the items that you can use. I assume they'll have some like heat actions and things with your specials. So despite it being a lot different, it is very faithful still to the, that original style of, mm -hmm. of the brawler that it was before. And then everything else there is uh, is still great. The sub stories, uh, the map is. I haven't explored much of Yokohama. Yeah, how is Yokohama? Yet, I've been wondering about that. Um, I haven't explored a lot of it yet. I'm in kind of one quadrant of the uh, of the town so far, so I haven't explored too much of it. And it seems like more of it unlocks not only the size of the map, but locations as well. Depending on what you do, I think new shops and things will open up. Like I did a sub story and got a pawn shop to unlock. So I think that it kind of expands out as you, as you do different things, uh, did the, the, the trash collecting, which was very interesting. <laughs> no, regular Yakuza weirdness where you're, you're picking up, um, cans with, uh, with this bike and mm -hmm. you've got like other rival, uh, homeless people who are trying to pick up the cans as well. So you're <laughs> racing along this track. And if you pick up the boost and slam into them, they drop their cans. But if you get hit, you drop yours uh just normal weird weird yakuza stuff uh that was fun and there's also just a lot more stats in this one because it's an rpg not only do you have all of the different stats that come along with um with your character's abilities but you also have the ability to level up uh ichiban's personality depending on how you answer certain things in dialogue that's the only thing that i've done so far that has affected it at all i did a couple of choices that increase my kindness, but mm -hmm. from what it seems like, you can unlock certain special things or certain sub stories by having uh, a certain amount of kindness or, or or whatever else in his in his personality. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of stuff to to level up there. As it as is with most RPGs, there's always 
a bunch of stuff to level up. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time so far. Waiting to waiting on that combat to see if it really sinks in. I'm now getting to the point where I am unlocking more abilities. I have more characters now, so the combat should be more fluid. Now that I've, I'm hopping between characters and they all have their different abilities, we have the healer. We've got the um, you've got the big beefy dude. Like I, I'm into it now. Where hopefully by next week I'll have a better grasp of how I feel on the combat. But the rest of the game that surrounds it with the story with the the map and the extra crap to do uh with characters uh it's it's all great i'm having a lot of fun with it cool excited to hear how it how your thoughts develop on the combat because jrpgs are so long like you're (laughs) you're still you're still at the very start of this thing so it'll be interesting to see how how it evolves over the weeks and i think the mark of a good rpg is is how the combat evolves mm-hmm. over time so that yeah. it doesn't get stale after, after so many hours. Yeah. So hopefully Yakuza is able, Yakuza like a dragon is able to do that as well and, mm-hmm. and keep it relatively fresh throughout its runtime. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. I, I highly recommend it so far. <laughs> cool. But it's story and characters alone, Zach, yeah, you're going to have to get it at some point. I know I'm definitely getting it at some point. When is the real question? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's, <laughs> That is really all I've been playing this week. Is that I did get I did get Sakuna though. Nice Sakuna showed up, mm-hmm. so that just gets sidelined completely because Yakuza mm-hmm. is here, and then who knows what happens depending on how long this takes before Cyberpunk comes out in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So Sakuna may just be sitting on that shelf for a while. Yeah, <laughs> not doing anything. Yeah, um, but yeah, glad to have uh, glad to have both of those. Hyrule Warriors is also out as we're speaking right now. It I is. Believe. Uh, yeah, I have not been able to play it yet since we're recording the night before it comes out, but I'm picking it up uh, on launch day, so next week I'll have some thoughts on it. But I just wanted to mention that reviews are out, and it is reviewing very well for a Muso title. I don't know if you guys have seen any reviews, but pretty high scores. I think it has a 79 on Metacritic right now, which I think is is very good for a Muso game. Um, compared to <laughs> yeah, other for a Muso game, yes yeah. very good for a Muso game so I was excited to see that but what's disappointing is I've read some reviews and they say actually the combat is the best part of this game and the Breath of the Wild style and the character variety and the worst part is the story and that is oh, what no. I was worried about when I played the oh, demo boy. and they say like Obviously, I didn't read too much because I still want it. It's it's basically a Zelda game, so I'm excited to go in and see what it's all about. But yeah. but basically, like it doesn't really live up to the billing of this huge epic story about the terrible events that happened before Breath of the Wild. So um, I don't know exactly what that means. I was worried from the weird time travel aspect in the demo that there's going to be some <laughs> retconning, as I talked about uh, on yeah. a couple weeks ago. So I'm concerned about that, but... The fact that that's the reason it's not scoring well everywhere and not the gameplay has me really excited because I really liked the gameplay in the demo. Super excited to get more characters like the champions. Uh, so I think it's just it just looks like a blast to play. So I'm excited to to dive into that this weekend. I will say if that is if that is true, then that is kind of unfortunate for those people that aren't into the style of game that it is mm-hmm. and are mainly playing it for the story. Yeah, because. I mean, let's be real here. A lot of it was built on that story and being mm-hmm. like, oh, this, this grand tale of what happened before Breath of the Wild. And if you play Breath of the Wild, you should play this to, to see what happened before. 
Mm-hmm. So I do still think there's some merit though. There's still some merit for just getting back into that world, even if the cutscenes themselves and the dialogue and what happens isn't fantastic. There's still, I think, something to be right. said for just diving back into the Breath of the Wild world because I mean the game does look beautiful. It looks like it lives up to just the style of the original Breath of the Wild and like just even menus and font and weapons and materials and all this stuff is very Breath of the Wild. So for people who just love that world, I think it still seems worth it to jump in. But if you are a heavy lore specifically person, you you might be a little disappointed based on what I've seen. I'm curious to see what I think uh, next week. It also looks like a meaty game. Like I've seen some people like 35 to 40 hours that they played for review in it so wow. just for the just for the campaign because those games are just unknown long as hell normally right um i don't know if it was just for the campaign because i think the one review i said they spent 40 hours in the game as a whole including doing a okay. not all the side stuff but a lot of it so but i mean like in the original hyrule warriors couldn't people sink hundreds oh, of yeah. hours into that mm-hmm. thing there were adventure modes with like these Uh, maps inspired by the original legend of zelda that you would like walk around this grid and do different missions on each part of the grid uh and it was actually pretty cool those maps were cool and it got a lot of dlc so but this looks more like a focused experience like you're on the map of hyrule the whole time and you do these side quests that are on the map or you do the main missions uh, or you help out people so yeah i'm very excited for it uh i'm excited to to dive in and I've been thinking about this story a lot over the last three weeks because I'm just I'm just a little worried about it. Um, but yeah, Nintendo's been pumping this game up. It feels to me more like a, a Zelda release than a spin-off release. So yeah, a lot of anticipation for for me to finish the show, go to bed, wake up, and go get the game. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully uh, it lives up to most of its billing. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited to hear your thoughts about it. Yeah, for sure. Should we get into the news? Let's do it. What do we got this week, Logan? A Far Cry 6 release date was potentially leaked on the Microsoft Store. Remember, it was supposed to come out in February and was delayed due to COVID-19. And its potential new date is May 25th, 2021. And the Microsoft Store has actually leaked a number of games in the past and been accurate. I think the most recent example is Immortals Phoenix Rising. It listed it for December 3rd, (laughs) uh, which is its its release date is December 3rd. So that's also a Ubisoft game, too. Yeah, so probably this will be its new release date. So it's, it's kind of like The Last of Us. We haven't seen any gameplay no, for that, seen have nothing. We? It's just that one trailer yeah. from months ago. Yeah, there's been probably literally nothing. Fairly similar to all the other Far Cry Probably, games. yeah. Uh, I can't imagine I'd... it's going to be third person, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'd like Battle to Royale, think that they try I mean, and do something different, but it's not. Yeah. It's just going to be another Far Cry. But still, May, if that is true, that's not, that's not that far away. No. When are we playing it? <laughs> when it's twenty dollars um all right so in august <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's um it's it's interesting i think when we hear the word indefinitely we kind of fear the worst but the last of us part two was delayed indefinitely this year and it came out a month after it was supposed to come yeah. out so yeah uh, i believe it i mean it's a place that's been reliable at leaking dates before <laughs> it's straight from microsoft <laughs> xbox um so yeah, that'll yeah. be a May release for next year. Yeah, we don't. There's not much news this week. I th- I feel like people are busy doing something. Far Cry. That's it. Coming out in May. Uh, no, uh, cross-platform PlayStation games are supposedly built from the ground up for PS5. So uh, this was a recent breakout from CEO of Sony, Jim Ryan, who 
basically reassured fans that these games are going to take advantage of the PlayStation 5. We're talking about uh, Horizon Forbidden West, I think is the biggest one on the horizon. I just did that. That was on accident. Uh, And Miles Morales just came out and is on both. And Sackboy also. And playing Miles Morales and Sackboy personally... I I think they did they do feel next gen to me like Sackboy runs at sixty frames per second. I was telling Zach when we were playing Monster Hunter earlier. I don't like what's happening to me with frame rate. I am becoming a I am becoming too obsessed with frame rate because most of the games I've played on PS5 run at sixty, and they just look yeah. amazing. Like when you're talking. 4k 60 it's it's noticeable compared to 30 i spent most of spider-man playing in 30 the fidelity mode with the ray tracing and all that fancy visual stuff and then just i was like swinging around the city just to try it out i switched to the performance mode and i couldn't go back i'm like man this is it still looks fantastic like the visual sacrifices aren't really noticeable to my eye but the 60 frames per second is super noticeable and you don't have that option on PS4, and I'm assuming it's going to be similar for things like Horizon. So I don't know if I believe that they're totally built from the ground up and taking full advantage when they do have to consider the PS4, but it was definitely noticeable I was not playing on my PlayStation 4 anymore. Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West is the one that would get me. Because with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. that was, you know, that was from the PS4 game and then, you know, bringing it to PS5. Yeah. It's a little bit easier for that to, to be cross-platform. And then I think Sackboy is a smaller title. Horizon Forbidden West, I would assume, is going to be a pretty big game. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what what type of compromises they would have to make if they are building this from the ground up for PS5. What are the compromises and what are the things they're going to have to pull back from for the PS4 version? Because mm-hmm. there's got to be something beyond just a you know, 60 frames per second mode, like the two different types of modes. There's got to be more than just that. Yeah. So uh, the the exact quote is, the first thing to say is that our PS5 experiences or versions of these games are built from the ground up to take advantage of the PS5 feature set. So I think offering a PS5 version of these games for the PS5 community and then a PS4 version of these games to the PS4 community, I don't see what's wrong with that. So I... It, who knows what it really means? I mean, this is the CEO. He's not going to say, oh, it's just a port. It's just a port of a PS4 game. He's not well, going to no. say that. Uh, but you also see the quote in there where it's like, oh, we don't want to abandon mm-hmm. the player base. And yeah. then that's just, that's not always the best reason for <laughs> for mm-hmm. for keeping the, the old title, the, you know, the, I, the old gen around. I would be completely fine if Horizon Forbidden West was just a PS5 game. Like, I'm not going to play it on PS4. I wouldn't do that to my PS4. It would probably break it. <laughs> Um, and just remembering the low times of quick travel in the first game, I can't, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. what the low times would be in, in that game for the PS4. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Uh, I mean, I totally get them not abandoning the PS4 ecosystem. 100, 100 million, 100 million people. people. It's, I mean, it's not a lot of people minus the people that hop to PS5 and, mm-hmm. you know, and the people, the people who get who it to watch Netflix or and play FIFA and, and not and do FIFA much else on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That just but, leaves like a few thousand So, people. you know, about 30 people. Yeah. yeah, but there's still a huge audience there, so it makes sense. But when we're talking three years, for me, as an early adopter of a PS5, that's a little long for me. Saying that they're going to really support the PS4 ecosystem for the next three years, like, I don't know. I'm not a big with fan games, of that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of like, that. You support for, it with, you know firmware and just make sure it's like actually supported with updates and things and and store features and things Mm -hmm. but to have it 
be supported game wise for games that are also coming to PS5. That yeah. that is definitely a little bit much. And it's int- going to be interesting to see what titles are cross gen in the next three years and what aren't. Ratchet and Clank They're gonna is have not. To pick. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's the one where they're ripping through all those different dimensions and it's basically instantaneous load times is what ratchet and clank shows off and the ps4 just can't do that so like is there going to be something in god of war 2 that the ps4 can't do or or are they going to put it on both platforms like i just i just don't know so the next naughty dog game like they make the most beautiful games in the world i i personally don't want that on ps4 like I, As I'm, we go along, I'm just, just more and more curious how these things are going to run on base PS4. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like, like even my PS4 slim, speaking of load times, uh, Yakuza like a dragon. I've been seeing people being like, Oh yeah, these load times are so fast. All these people on, on series X, mm-hmm. these load times on PS4 are not that great. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here for a little while. Um, and there have been moments where the game has to like stop to, to like load into battles. And things. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's on a PS4 Slim, which is improved over the PS4 ba- base PS4. So it's like, yeah. man, if we're going to be sitting here two years from now with a PS5 game that has a PS4 release, dear God, that thing is going to make the PS4 base model mm-hmm. catch fire. Yeah, absolutely. And oh I God. also wonder what it's going to do to development time of these things. I mean, the yeah, main... Because they have to test all these, all these different, you know these different ports you gotta make sure it runs Mm -hmm. uh, exactly that's what we saw with cyberpunk that was the main reason for the final maybe cyberpunk delay was that damn it stadia they're releasing it on so many different platforms so i'm I'm curious to see how that will work ps exclusives i think it's a little different because you're just worried about your ps4 ecosystem and the ps5 it's not all this crazy stuff that cyberpunk is coming out on Uh, but still i think it could extend load time or development times and load times on ps4 and (laughs) right now horizon is slated for second half 2021 i wouldn't be surprised if that got pushed because the ps4 version just isn't ready or would they release the ps5 version first and say hey we're not ready to push out the ps4 one but here it is for the next gen console it's like man how much is that thing gonna sell Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the other thing i i do also think that that it may come down to these first couple of titles and they see how well they sell Mm -hmm. on ps4 because they say oh we have this 100 million people who are still into the ps4 ecosystem but if they get a couple of titles in and realize that these games just aren't selling on ps4 because Mm -hmm. either people are buying them on ps5 or just waiting Mm -hmm. then they may just be like well there's no point and then they may cut that that three years considerably you have to think about the audience that is on each system at this point because the people that adopt ps5 on day one are the most hardcore players and right. fans they're, they're the people picking up the these big time exclusives like yeah because m- a lot of the people that aren't going to pick up a P- like i will be i will be absolutely shocked if in three years all three of us don't have a ps5 like we just will in three years all three of us will have a playstation so, 5 yeah the people that won't, that will still linger behind, are those people we mentioned earlier that mostly use it as a media box or a sports game box or bought it for one game and then put it away. And Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West are games that don't really appeal to the casual gamer. It's more the people in the know, the hardcore fans who like these big open world RPGs. And those people are more likely to pick up a PS5 or the people who are going to pick up these PlayStation games. So I wouldn't be surprised if these games don't sell that well 
on PlayStation 4, honestly. And by the time we get to Forbidden West launch date, uh, you would have to hope that the supply chains have gotten a little bit better where the people who are still trying to get a mm. PS5 who haven't gotten one yet are able to, and then that's just less yeah. people on PS4 because they've migrated over to PS5. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to shift more and more. Yeah, like Zach, you but. said you're not going to play Horizon on your PS4. You're going to play it when you get a PS5. Yeah, I'm I wouldn't either. Definitely mm-hmm. waiting for that that much smoother experience. Yeah, for sure. So all three of us will play it on PS5. With Spider-Man specifically, because that is built on a game from PS4 that just looks better and runs better on PS5, I think it's not the worst thing in the world to go play that on PS4. You just have to know that you're in it for longer loading times. But as we get further and further away from that, where there Mm -hmm. are games that are built for PS5, it's just going to be more and more noticeable. And then you have to just think, like, why would I have my first experience with the game be inferior like that when i can mm-hmm. get a much better experience on this other platform even if i may have to wait until mm-hmm. i'm ready to pick up the next console especially for a game as beautiful as horizon will be if the first one is a gorgeous game yeah the second one will be too and yeah you just got to play that on ps5 but maybe there's some people who are planning to never get a ps5 and they're like okay so this will be mm-hmm. one of the last games i get to play on my ps4 and that's good for them too it, it definitely serves some people but I hope it doesn't go on for three years. If Uncharted solely number one is also on PS4, I'll be like, mm, it's not living up. It's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two will absolutely be on both. That's going to be a cross-gen title. I bet money oh, on yeah. it right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, it depends on how long Square Enix takes on it. <laughs> if they years. delay it for another four years. Yeah. It might be the last PS4 dear, game that ever comes out. Dear God, we're in 2025, and they're like, PS4, baby, it's coming yeah. out. Depending when it comes out, which I think it will come out in, what, 2022? So I think it'll be on, I think it'll still be on PS4. Yeah. I'll say late 2021. Oh, wow, that is bold. Oh, oh. I wish. December. That'd be awesome. Pumping these, pump these bad boys out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we got the first one out. Broke the seal. Yeah, let's... let's... I mean, they got the engine. That's true. <laughs> let's move on from that, though. Talk about Microsoft. Uh, they say that Bethesda titles should be first, better, or best on Xbox platforms. Basically saying they're not necessarily going to be exclusive, which is, I think, kind of what I was leaning towards expecting. Um, like, year-long exclusives. We saw that with Rise of the Tomb Raider was on Xbox for a year, came to PlayStation later. Um, so yeah, I do think that's what we're going to see with most of these big games. Anything you guys have to add on this one? Nope. Uh, with first, that that makes sense because yes. you know we're talking about... We've, we've had situations in the past where uh, even even third parties will be like, hey, you know, get this exclusive thing with this game for the first six months and then mm-hmm. it comes to things everywhere else. So that's normal. Yeah. Uh, but like better or best, I'm... I'm wondering exactly what that means in terms of experience mm-hmm. for the player. Uh, are we talking about like performance, or are they just saying like, oh, because Series X is the is the most powerful thing, yeah. it's naturally better. Well, that's kind of all I read into it. Platforms. Was they were just saying that Series X is the most powerful console right now, so it's yeah. like, oh, if you want to play it first and have it run the best, get it here, or you can get it on your PS5. You know, maybe maybe they pull one of those things where they have exclusive like features or something. Yeah, uh, that's. Not completely unheard of to have something like that. Or maybe um, your uh, save won't corrupt on Xbox, but it will on PlayStation, like Skyrim always did for people. Wasn't that just wasn't that just PS3 with a yeah. lot? It yeah, was Bethesda it was. games too mm-hmm. with PS uh, with the yeah. PS3. It was all those Bethesda games that were struggling. So maybe it'll, yeah, yeah, maybe it'll be the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
And with that first, I, I do wonder how, how long of a window they would give it. Mm-hmm. Like, say, if they want to have a timed exclusive on Series X and S for Elder Scrolls Six and mm-hmm. Starfield, would you give it six months? Would you give it a year? Yeah. How, how long would you... How long would you be going with that? I would wonder. I, I would think it'd either be six months or a year. I don't know more than that. Absolutely no more than a year. In my in my opinion, I think that yeah. would be ridiculous. If it was like in two years, you can get a year on your other consoles. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm for. I feel fortunate that I'm a PlayStation player who doesn't care that much about Bethesda games because for a lot of people, this was like a huge acquisition for Microsoft that maybe swayed them xbox's way but for me i'm like yeah i don't i don't really play bethesda so i kind of feel fortunate that all the kind of questions up in the air about where these games are going to be doesn't really affect me because i don't play them yeah Yeah. i mean they do have a lot of a lot of studios under their umbrella Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, arcane that's what i could throw out arcane yeah yeah, is under there you've got id id software for doom yeah like there's a lot there's a lot of games that you don't associate necessarily with bethesda but they are technically bethesda games Mm -hmm. um but yeah, the big ones, of course, with Fallout. Fallout Elder 76 and... turned me off of Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Man, fair. I'm still thinking back to when you dodged yeah. a bullet on that. I know. Almost bought it for $60. <laughs> My dad bought it wow. for $60. All right, our last Woo. story uh, before the big one is there was a huge Capcom leak. Lots of sensitive data was leaked to the public, which is just awful. I want to start with that. Like, yeah. employee-sensitive information is at risk yeah, now. that stuff. Which just sucks. That's not good. Um and I don't like leaks in general because basically for the next four years, Capcom's announcements are already known. Unless these are fake plans or these plans change. But at a baseline, we have kind of an idea of what they're planning to do in the next few years. I mean, this list has new Resident Evils, new Mega Mans, uh, new Street Fighters. So there's there's a lot going on in there. New Resident Evils. But the one I, only one I want to bring up is Turney's Back. It is back and... I am relieved. I thought this franchise might have been dead. I'm not going to lie. They just kept throwing the original trilogy on every platform. Like, is this it? Is this where we're at with Ace Attorney now? And now we are seeing Ace Attorney, the great Ace Attorney, Daigyakuten Saiban 1 and 2, which are currently only in Japan, getting localized for a Switch pack coming out next year. Is that localized? Yes, that's the rumor that I saw today. Okay. The rumor I saw today was that it was localized. the box set and it was still just japan Mm -hmm. but yeah so the rumor i I read was that it will be localized and have a physical release in north america which would just wow get a physical oh physical release would it be for both or yeah a combo pack a combo pack of just the two great ace attorney games not the trilogy is what i saw today and then even honestly more exciting for me ace attorney 7 is also rumored to be in development to also come out next year Worth noting, this stuff is all from 2019, so who knows what COVID did to any of it? Who knows what's actually real or what? But, dude, there's life. There are signs of life for Ace Attorney, and and I am thrilled about it because I, I was seriously worried that it was dead. I mean, I hacked a 3DS to play the Japanese version, <laughs> and I just have this touch, this weird magic touch, that so whatever I yeah, start oh playing, I go through these great lengths to start playing these games that I think are inaccessible, and then, bam, here they come. So Great Ace Attorney could be coming to the West next year. Whew, that would be amazing. That'd be big. Those, yeah. How, when did those come out? 2015 and 2018, I think. Something like that. Dang. Yeah, so I had given so up all hope on those getting yeah. localized. Yeah, and yeah. fair, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That is a long time. 
Yeah, and there's also rumors of four, five, and six getting a trilogy on Switch. So you could make sense. Oh my god! So you could have. Well, how well did the trilogy sell? Oh, it sells pretty well. Why sells pretty well? So yeah, that's probably potentially the reason why they're doing all these localizations. And the problem with Ace Attorney is that it's stuck in the West with the Phoenix Wright brand, because Apollo Justice sold like garbage. The Miles spinoff sold like garbage, and. Capcom kind of decided that the only way it would sell would be to put Phoenix Wright's name back on it. And then they did that with five and six. I'm really curious what they're going to do with seven, because I really think it's time for Phoenix to not be the main character anymore. He has had (laughs) six games of really his story um, being told. So I'm ready to explore some new stories within that universe. I also Wait, thought did that they end it? did they end his story with the last one? Oh no, it's open. Or... It's definitely open for him to, oh, okay, him to okay. come back. Um, it's not ended by any means. He could be the star of infinite more games with the way they left it open. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to see where seven goes. It's also weird. The writer of five and six left Capcom a few months ago. So I don't know who's writing this game. I hope it's Shu Takami who wrote the original four and wrote, late Ace Attorney, and wrote the great Ace Attorney games. So he is he left Capcom after the fourth game, and he's kind of come back as like a contractor to work on on these other ones. So it would be awesome if he was helming a main entry again. But there's just a lot of questions, and I hope it's real. I really hope it's real. Yeah, That would suck to get your hopes dashed like that from this. Mm-hmm. So much Seems hope like for your hopes are pretty high things. right now. They are. They are. Signs of life for my favorite franchise of all time. It's, it's, it's got to come back. Um, but in the meantime, I'm putting Great Ace Attorney on the back burner because I want to play the official translation. Like, I want to play the real translation with the characters' intended names and and the right references and stuff in place. So I'm waiting um, to finish that game. I'm, it's supposed to come out sometime next year, so I guess a year from now, if we've heard nothing, I'll go back to it and finish <laughs> yeah. finish the translated yeah, one. Give it some time. Hopefully yeah. they can pull the Yakuza 0 and uh, pull, the, pull the series up and, and get it hype again. Yeah. yeah, it they sell decently well. It's just been dormant for a few years. Like they've just been doing nothing, and I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was like the transition to Switch because they never made a an Ace Attorney game on Switch before. It was always just on handhelds. So I, I don't know why it's been quiet for so long. But whew, it feels good to have some hope again. I re- <laughs> I like seriously. I was I've been thinking the reason I. <laughs> got great ace attorney all booted up and ready to play in english was because i was convinced the series was dead and that they weren't doing anything because like a year ago they're like we've got a big surprise for ace attorney fans next year and then they just released the trilogy everywhere i'm like i don't need this anymore i played these games like four times each i'm done so yeah anyway some other stuff some other cool stuff like monster hunter 6 which will be the most likely the true sequel to world was in there also that's listed for Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter Five. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they rebranded what the it. What is the numbering on that? So, oh, I can explain. Like, I Zach and oh, I talked about God. this this morning. Give me, give me the Spark Notes yeah. version of this. Okay, um, Spark Notes. There are two teams that develop Monster Hunter. You can think of it kind of like Pokemon. So each main entry kicks off the new generation. So Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Two, Monster Hunter Three, Monster Hunter Four, Monster Hunter World are the five gens. Then are they called one, two, three, and four. Yeah, it's one, two, try, and four. Oh, try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then try. <laughs> but then each game gets an expanded version. So think right. Emerald to the Ruby and Sapphire. So Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, Monster Hunter Four Ultimate. Um, Iceborne is the example of that. They moved to DLC. 
uh, instead of the new okay. full retail release. And then there's a secondary Monster Hunter team that works on spin-off titles. Like Monster Hunter Generations is a part of Gen 4 because it was Monster Hunter 4 then Generations came after. It's not a main entry. It's it's a spin-off, not in the main series. And that is Monster Hunter Rise. It is developed by the secondary team. So it's the okay. spin-off title to plug in in between the generations. There's your Spark Notes version. Typically get an expansion, but now we're thinking Rise will get a big DLC expansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's exciting. Okay. Monster right. Hunter. So it's just Pokemon. Six. It is. But like way better. Crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, now Pokemon. It's Pokemon, <laughs> but you kill the monsters instead of catch them. Well, but yes. sometimes you can catch them. And sometimes you kill them in Pokemon. So they're the same. They're the same. <laughs> they're pretty much the same thing. They're yeah. the same, except one series is still great and the other one fell off. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I do want to say I'm, I am disappointed that all this uh, sensitive information was leaked. Even though I was hyped by the Ace Attorney stuff, overall so like, I'm like, ugh. Like, here's kind of the, the thought, though. It's like, yeah, you know, you see this news and it's like, oh, this is awesome, like super hype. But how much more hype would it be if the first you heard about it was like an actual gameplay trailer? Yeah. Where they're like... Or maybe they acknowledge it, and they're like, yo, we've been gone. We've been gone for a while, but we're mm-hmm. back. And it's like a, a drop like that. Yeah. And you just tear that away for all of these, mm-hmm. if these are true. Whether we're talking about Resident Evil, whether we're talking about Monster Hunter, whether we're talking about Ace Attorney. For a lot, for a lot of people, there's no chance to get that initial surprise. Because mm-hmm. it's all out there. Yeah. And then, of course, if people's information gets yeah, stolen. Just horrible. Hacked, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's just terrible. Yeah. But we'll see. This also gives me renewed hope for Phoenix Wright and Smash. Because there's going to be characters till the end of next year. And if Ace Attorney 7 is announced sometime before then, it could coincide and it would just be glorious. Oh, speaking speaking of fighting games, did you did you see the re, uh, the, the reason why Kiryu is not I did. in fighting games? Yeah. Because he doesn't hit women? Yeah. Wait, what? That, that was... What Nogoshi said was that he doesn't hit women, and that's that's why he doesn't want him in these fighting games. Kiryu uh, has been Kiryu. the most requested Tekken DLC fighter <laughs> since the game came out. <laughs> he can't and be in it. And that's the reason? That, Apparently. Okay, that makes, like, that I, makes so much know. sense. Uh, one, other, one other thing that I saw just today, speaking of, of Yakuza, just going back to that for a second. Apparently, they switched to the RPG midway through the development because of the reception to the April Fool's. Apparently oh they switched it. Oh my god! Which, what? If that's, it sounds like it's true. That would be absolutely bonkers. Wow! If they're just like, so that April Fools did pretty well. Let's just change the whole game. That's pretty cool, actually. This is incredible. That's neat. Yeah, they're great. I I know you're <laughs> not a couple, couple yucks of tidbits there. I know you're not hot on the combat yet. I have a gut feeling that'll grow on you as it becomes more in depth because that's just how JRPGs kind of go. Yeah. So I really think it would be cool, like what we've been saying, if the ju- Judgment became a series that carried on the beat-em-up and Yakuza was able to really experiment with this turn-based RPG stuff. I think that'd be really neat. Yeah. yeah. Be able to, to keep the original series of combat alive in some form, mm-hmm. but also allow the main series to kind of do its own thing and, and try yeah. to expand beyond just the brawler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also so want the Judgment, too, because Judgment's great. <laughs> judgment's so good. I love that yep. game. That game's great. Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah. let's get on to our, our biggest story here, which is the, the Game Awards nominees were announced for the Game Awards 2020. Going to be a virtual show. Still going to have announcements, awards, and orchestral performances as they've had Gotta the last it. few years. Got to have it. Who we get? We got, we got Green Day. Are we going to get... We have the Game Awards Orchestra is coming back. 
Um, yeah, didn't they play from God of War last time? I don't remember. Yeah, what? Or two times ago. What, like, what would be the game that they pick? Just um, Last of Us would Final be Fantasy? good. Final Fantasy. Oh yeah. Final Fantasy that would seven, be good. Right? Yeah, that would be the that would be the call. Yeah, I agree. So days gone. Days <laughs> gone. Years after it comes out, here's, here's an orchestra about days. To gone. honor its uh, re-release on the PlayStation Five. Here for you now. <laughs> no, to honor Joseph St. Cloud and Sackboy. <laughs> oh yeah, gonna, absolutely have that. So okay. we made some predictions for each category except the esports category because we are completely removed from that realm <laughs> like yeah, absolutely I have, I have no voted, concept I just of any voted of everything people. that was overwatch league related because that's the only esports i've ever had any any interest in even a little bit so uh, this is you still, you still have an interest in that nope okay <laughs> it's your most played Previous game on playstation interest. 4 yep yeah uh so this is uh, our o2 segment for the night we're gonna get to what we've been playing in a little bit but we're gonna spend a solid amount of time talking about this. I went through and wrote what I hope will win each award and what I think will win each award. So uh, if we can kind of go through that, starting with the big one, we'll start with game of the year. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Zach, what do you think? What do you want? I think The Last of Us Part Two, and I voted for The Last of Us Part Two. I think it's a pretty clear-cut winner. I... For the most part, I played all of these games except for Doom Eternal and Eighties. Actually, are we are we talking about these? Or are we just breezing through them for time? Oh, we could. We got time. We got a little tidbit. To... We, we got a little tidbit. Got something to say okay. on them? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm just, this is just because it's fresh. But Ghost of Tsushima, man, I really, I feel like it's an underdog. I wouldn't be disappointed if it won. I'm just gonna say that. But I think Last of Us, and I voted Last of Us. Kevin. I'm in I'm in the same boat, but my reason is because I only played two of these. Well, I guess I played Animal Crossing, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't I didn't put that in there. Um, yeah, I, Last of Us Part Two and Final Fantasy VII Remake were the two that I was going up against for me, and I went with Last of Us Part Two. And I think Last of Us Part Two is one of those games that I think is just going to win a lot of awards. Mm-hmm. You know? It it checks all the boxes. It's like an Oscar film, right? That Right. <laughs> Pretty much every yeah. category. For better or for worse, you mm-hmm. know? I think for better. I mean, I love The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. I, I really I'm love disappointed it. disappointed if it sweeps all the categories. I think, I mean, we talked about that game for two hours on our spoiler cast. So you can't do that with that many uh, games. But I do feel, uh, as we get to some, some games later on, I feel mm-hmm. like there are some games that are just smaller titles. And the fact that they're in the same category mm-hmm. as a game like Last of Us, they make it yeah. overshadowed. Mm-hmm. So in, in most respects, I think it's fine. But I do think that because of how big a, big of a game it is, it may mm-hmm. take some thunder away from some yeah. of these smaller Oh, I'm just talking about game of the year right now. I agree with you in future categories, but for game of the year, I think it absolutely deserves okay. to win. Um, the, the one I think has the best chance to beat it is actually Hades. I think Hades has had an enormous surge of momentum, especially in the last few months. The Last of Us Part Two is a little bit divisive, and it is the media outlets that really do decide who wins this. But so I think The Last of Us Two will still win. We don't get to see the runners up, but I bet Hades is actually going to be close behind and maybe has a chance of stealing Game of the Year because people are obsessed the with Dark that Horse game. Pick. Yeah, people love yeah. that game. Yeah, I just don't like roguelikes, so I haven't played it. Uh, but if it if it really sweeps a bunch of awards at the Game Awards, I'll probably have to download it and try it out to see what's all about. Um, I am if it su- wins all the awards, it'll probably have an award sale. And then you can pick it up for cheaper. That's true. I'm surprised that Ori is not on this list. I thought people really loved that game, and it's not here. And I also thought Half-Life Alex would be here. 
Um, yeah, those with Alex is in some mm-hmm. other categories. It is. But those are the two I'm surprised aren't there. Best game direction, we have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part Two. So a pretty similar list. Animal Crossing and Doom are off, and Half-Life was added. For this one, I think Hades is going to win this one. And I want Half-Life Alex to win because I felt like it was robbed from being on the Game of the Year list. Because <laughs> no one got to play it because it was in VR. And yeah. based on what I've heard from like listening to some podcasts from some major outlets, they played this thing when they were already in quarantine and not working in the office anymore. So if they were in the office, they would have been able to pass around the headset. Everyone would have gotten to try this thing. Uh, but instead, it was really just the reviewers that got to play this thing. And I think that that's going to hurt it a lot. And it wasn't actually talked about that much just because it's probably why, why on that didn't format. have legs mm-hmm. like some other games. Because yeah. mm-hmm. there's just not that many people that are going to be picking up to... The people at VR are going to be picking that thing up mm-hmm. day one because it's like the one big VR title to get. Yeah. And, you know, probably wouldn't get as many sales going down the line of people buying VR. Yeah. Kev, what'd you pick for this one? I pick Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think um, just commendable what they decided to do uh, with splitting it up and the way that they were able to pull that off despite it being divisive for people who play the original. Uh, I think it was a, a, an interesting move mm-hmm. to uh, to break it up into into multiple titles, and I think they did the original justice, even though I never played it. <laughs> uh, I think Last of Us Part Two will win again. It's one of those. It's 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 a game that I think is tailor made to sweep a lot of awards, mm-hmm. and so I think that here, um, it, it's just going to win again. But you know, I'd be I'd be welcome to some of these other titles getting some getting some awards as well, mm-hmm. Zach. Yeah, so uh, what I want to win, uh, very similar to Kevin, I chose Final Fantasy VII. I think breaking it up and expanding it out was a very interesting direction to go to, and I think it's a super great idea. But, you know, Last of Us, I think, is going to win because it's going to sweep every category then. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not so confident about that. I'm not as confident about it as you guys are, that it's going to sweep. I mean, if we're going, if, if it's media outlets that are voting on it. Yeah, that is true. It, if it's if it's based on... on um, yeah, players. On, the players, because the way The Last of Us Part Two is, mm-hmm. some of its story beats and all that stuff, yeah, it would it would not. But but if we're going off of media, it's it it is one of those media darling type games mm-hmm. that has yeah. a better chance to win these categories. But who knows? Best narrative, Kevin. Um, my vote's gonna be Last of Us Part Two because it was the one that I played. Uh, but remakes also in there. Final Fantasy uh, remakes in there. I, yeah, I, I do think Last oh, of Us guess, Part 2. Be- I guess I should read the nominees. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, uh, because Final Fantasy VII Remake is split up, um, mm-hmm. I didn't get to see the full narrative, so if we're talking purely based on narrative, uh, of the ones that I played, Last of Us Part Two. But from everything I've heard about 13 Sentinels, that game is an absolute masterpiece, and I do want to play it mm-hmm. at some point. And that's one of those types of games that I think just gets completely overshadowed by everything else on here. But yeah. from what I've heard, 13 Sentinels is fantastic. Because I haven't played it, I vote for Last of Us, and I think Last of Us will win this. Zach? Yep, I voted for Last of Us in this one. I think the narrative direction is really where this game shines. Um, it's it's a story-driven game, um, so I think it, it deserves to win, and I, I'm pretty sure it is going to win. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's of the all, best part of about the Last categories, of Us. Right? Yeah, I think it would one. be this one that mm-hmm. it would win because it is so narrative focused Mm -hmm. and i think it's deserving too the story is fantastic like it's phenomenal and no spoilers obviously but it's a really risky story like we talked about on our spoiler cast so yeah i voted for last of us i do think it will win this one i'm not confident about a lot of the other ones but i do think that it will win this one best art direction 
The nominees, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part II. We're seeing a lot of the same games nominated for all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. Yeah, uh, and just the trio of, I haven't played Hades or Ori, but the PlayStation 4 trio of FF7, Ghost, and Last of Us Part II. Like, what a year. My gosh, I love all three of those games so much. Right. And, yeah, it, it's exciting I, to I'm see. Sure I'd like the third one. Yeah. <laughs> so, Zach, where'd you, where'd you go with this one? Uh, for uh, Art Direction. Art Direction. Art direction. Mm-hmm. I went with uh, Ghost of Tsushima on this one, actually. I think mm-hmm. it's one, the most beautiful game out of all of them. Um, the setting, the breathtaking variations of, you know, fall, winter, all that stuff. The fact that you can play in classic Japanese movie mode. I mean, this game is beautiful. And if I think, if in any category I think it could win, it's this one. Um, so I voted for it, and I think it actually has a good chance. Kev? Uh, I voted for a game I uh, didn't play, Ori. Uh <laughs> everything i've seen about those games they're just absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. like just stunning watching those games in motion uh so i wanted to to give a vote to them but i i'm gonna go with hades as my prediction mm-hmm. yeah I think just everything guess. that i've seen about like character designs and just the art of that game i've seen so many people all about it all about hades hades's mm-hmm. uh, art direction and style so um for the one pick for hades it was going to be art direction for me uh, I went, I think Ori is going to win. Uh, that's my prediction for what will win. But my vote goes to Final Fantasy. I I really had a tough time debating between all three of these. I love The Last of Us Part II's like film grain overlay over the camera. I think that's just, it's really unique and really cool. But And then Ghost of Tsushima is gorgeous and the nature is just beautiful. But Final Fantasy Re- VII Remake is a gorgeous game, as we've talked about. It looks fantastic. But the moments I love are like, when the deep background in the draw distance, the textures look like they did in the PS1 game. And it's just such a cool effect. I played these games back to back and it's like you're scaling the plate and you see the slums underneath you and it's literally like the JPEG images, but up and they look great because it's on the PS4, not the PS1, but it looks like they did in the PS1 game. And some people are like, oh, look at these ugly textures. But to me, it's totally intentional. It's totally to evoke that nostalgia of the original. What you see in front of you is gorgeous and looks like it came out in 2020, but some of the background stuff is paying homage to that original game on the PlayStation 1. I just think it is so cool. So I went with that one. And it's just a beautiful game in general. Um, so that was my pick, but I think Ori will win. I think when you have three third-person, realistic-looking action games, I think... <laughs> not, kind of meld together yeah, a little. Yeah, I don't think any of those yeah. are going to win. But I love how Final Fantasy VII Remake looks. Uh, best score and music, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. Kevin? Final Fantasy VII Remake for both. For my prediction and for my vote. Music and that's great. And I think that for a lot of people, there is so much nostalgia for those old tracks that they bring back for this one that i think it has a very good chance like we were like we were talking earlier with the orchestra final fantasy 7 remake would be yeah. the pick right yeah so i i would think for score and music final fantasy 7 has got a good shot at it mm-hmm. yeah i i voted for final fantasy 7 i think it's the clear choice um i definitely think it's gonna take away with this category uh, best soundtrack out of all these options in my opinion i uh picked i also love that soundtrack i picked final fantasy for what i th- want to win but for my prediction i said doom uh, i think Doom's people really love score. Doom's soundtrack and again it's like the most unique out of all of these i think um just a very different type 
heavy metal. <laughs> so it's it's very different than than the other ones. Yes. Um, so I think I think it'll win. Best audio design nominees: Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil Three, and The Last of Us Part Shout Two. Out to that. I hope The Last of Us wins this one. The audio design I think is impeccable in that game. Just I think it sounds great and. I saw this huge Twitter thread about how they created the noises of like the runners and the clickers and the shamblers and the bloaters. And it's just incredible. Like the detail that goes into the audio design of this game, just from an enemy standpoint and then everything else just sounds great too. So I think that's a place where this game really shines. So I picked it. As for me, it was the one game I played on this, yeah. on this list. So last of us part two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also, for, for my prediction as well, I think last of us part two would win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm Last of Us Part Two on both of these as well. I think the ambient noises were, you know, at some points overlooked. I think they were handled really well. And the thing that came to mind was just the whistling that the enemies did. <laughs> yeah. When you were just hiding in the grass and they were contacting each other without using words. Like, it's a language. That's another thing that was in that thread. Like, their whistles actually have canonical meaning that, like, the creators yeah. determined. And, like, they looked at, like, a bunch of, like, native tongues and different things like that to, like, it's just insane. It's just crazy. So, yeah. I, I think the one thing we talked about I'm not crazy on is when they shout out the names of the people you just killed. I don't love that. Like, that. that Jim, no! Yeah, that, that never oh really God, clicked with I don't me. I care about Jim. <laughs> Jim was being annoying, all right? But everything else about the audio design I thought was phenomenal in The Last of Us. Yeah. Best performance, we have Ashley Johnson as Ellie in The Last of Us Part 2, Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2, The Last of Us Part 2, (laughs) Daisuke Suji as Jin in Ghost of Tsushima, Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades, and then Najee uh, Jeterm, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, I'm sorry, as Miles Morales in Spider-Man Miles Morales. I was surprised Miles Morales wasn't up for more awards, like, because I said it was nothing, 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 and then it's like, oh, best performance for Miles. I'm like, oh, that's... I guess it just didn't have enough time. A budget game? A bu- budget game? $40? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, it can't be on. <laughs> hey, an indie game? A $20 indie game? Is, yeah. <laughs> you know, none of that matters. Uh, I, I don't know what they were <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just guess it didn't have enough time to really settle in, since I'm sure they had to submit these things days after it came out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, this thing just came out. Yeah. Squeaking in. Mm-hmm. I was just surprised to see it. I, I don't know what the cutoff date was either. Uh, Zach, what's your pick? Well, this is the hardest category for me by far. Yeah, it's it tough. The longest time to decide. Um, I had it between Ashley Johnson, Laura Bailey, and Daisuke because I think um, Daisuke uh, absolutely killed it. Mm-hmm. I think he was incredible at every point in this game, um, and this game was chock full of dialogue. Yeah. Um, especially with all the side stuff. Um, uh, and then I narrowed it down Ashley Johnson and Daisuke. Even though I love Laura Bailey, I think that those two were shining, and then I. I just I gave it to Ashley Johnson because I think she did an incredible job as Ellie. She always does an incredible job as Ellie, um, and I just personally love her, so I, I I gave it to her. I think she's going to win um, because it's Ellie, and uh, I think she deserves it. Kevin, because uh, I haven't played these other ones, Last of Us Part Two was it, so it was between those two, and uh, I went with Laura Bailey. Uh, she was able to to make a character that I that I hated at the beginning likable near the end, <laughs> partly because of the performance. So yeah. uh, uh, that was mm-hmm. kind of the the reason why I went with that. But yeah, for me it was just the the Last of Us ones because that's all I played. Mm-hmm. Lord Bailey. I uh, 
think that Ashley Johnson is going to win for Ellie, just because Ellie is the face of that game. But I think that uh, Laura Bailey should win it because of what Kevin just said. Like, my God, just that character. What a journey in that game. Um, and yeah, you, you can't talk about it too much without without talking about it. <laughs> some spoilers. All you can but say is that was it likable, and then mm-hmm. it became more likable as the game yeah. went on. Yeah, and it it was incredible. Um, so yeah, I, it's, that's that's my pick. But also, I love Jin, and I think he's phenomenal too. So oh, that God. was tough. I think that Jin just suffers from it's just not as controlled of an experience, right, in an open world game, which is why Last of Us Part Two. It, it it's almost a perfect game from di- a dialogue and audio standpoint. Moments. Yeah. Yeah. And open world games are just messier in general and harder to kind of remember that exact performance from start to end. But yeah. And then, uh, miles is also great. Like he's, he's a really fantastic character. Um, but again, in a, in a seven hour campaign, it was just harder to, uh, to get it as attached, but yeah, he was great. Um, so just and shout Hades out to that guy, one. Who none of us Hades. Yeah, Hades guys. I haven't played Hades. Hades yeah. Games for Impact, the nominees If Found, Kentucky Route Zero, Spirit Fairy, Tell Me Why, and Through the Darkest of Times. Spirit Fairy intrigues me the most, so I picked it. Spirit Fairy, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I had Spirit Fairy for both of these. One, mm-hmm. my vote because it out of all of these, it's the one I want to play by far the most. Mm-hmm. And two, for my prediction, I also think that Spirit Fair got the most amount of It was of talked about a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's my prediction as well. Zach, you played Tell Me Why. Uh, I did play Tell Me Why, and that's the one I voted for, not only because I played it, not only because it's the only one I played, um, but I think it did a lot for transgender community and Clinkit uh, culture. I think I'm saying that right. right. It's native Alaskan um, and Pacific Northwest native culture. I think it did a lot of good stuff in that direction. Um, I enjoyed playing the game and learning about all that stuff. Um, so that was super cool. I want Spirit Fair to win because, like you guys said, that's the one I'm really excited about. I haven't mm-hmm. picked it up yet, but um, it just looks so good. Yeah, cool. Uh, best, I think we can kind of rip through these ones a little faster. <laughs> best ongoing game Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. I picked Destiny for both because it just had a big expansion drop, so I think it was kind of uh, in the zeitgeist at the time these outlets were voting because it had that huge expansion, and I played some of it this year, so I I wanted to win. (laughs) Kev? Destiny 2 Uh, for the exact same reasons. Okay, nice. Uh, I I put No Man's Sky in there just because Mm -hmm. I think it's commendable what that game's been able to do to go from being one of the most disappointing games of all time to being an ongoing title that, uh, as of now, from what it sounds like, is a quality title that's worth your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I predict Apex. <laughs> okay, nice. <Yeah. laughs> um, best no. best indie game. Look at the other nominees on this list and you know what will win. Uh, the choices are Carry On, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Hades is a shoe in I would yeah. bet hundreds of dollars that Hades will win. And My vote goes to Spiritfarer. <laughs> I played 80 hours of Fall Guys this year. <laughs> Like, I, I loved it, um, but I, I don't know if I want it to win based on just how much people seem to love Hades. Yeah. Zach? Yeah, I voted Fall Guys uh, just because I put so much time into it and that I liked it the most out of all of these, but I do think Hades will win. Okay. Out of all of these, it's the easiest one with just the hype behind it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a best debut game. Carry On, Mortal Shell, Raji, and Ancient Epic, Roki, and Phasmophobia. I said Carry On because I feel like I heard the most about it, and I have not played any of these games. Yeah, I haven't played any of them, but I saw some 
I saw some phas- phasmophobia on mm-hmm. um, YouTube. It's got a super cool thing where the voice chat is uh, position-based, um, and they use walkie-talkies, so it's like ghost hunting. So it's really cool ambience-wise, and um, you can even speak to the ghost, and they recognize some voice commands. So I think it's got actually some really cool features in there. So I think it's it's probably worthy. Not that I know a lot about these other games, but it's got some cool features. Kev? Phasmophobia is the one I, uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard of. So, uh, yeah, I went with that. Uh, I, this next one, best mobile game. The nominees are Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runeterra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix. And Among Us, which came out two years ago and should not be on this list. Did the mobile version come out two years ago, or did the mobile version come out this year? That's a good question. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Is that how I was That's, able to sneak in one of the versions? I think that might be how it's snuck okay. in if we're yeah, being honest. I'll have to look into that. Uh, I think Among Us will win. I don't, and I don't really care for any of these games, so I didn't pick one that I, I want to win. But I think Among I Us think will Genshin win. Impact Genshin Impact might win. Yeah. I think Genshin Impact, Impact will win. Even if, even if it's maybe not known exactly for mobile, I think just Genshin Impact, it, you know, it was... It's so popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a big game. Community support, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys... Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Valorant. I picked Fall Guys for this one because it does have great community support. They add costumes and modes all the time, even though it's new, and just the social media presence is really funny. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd like yeah, it to get some Fall recognition. Guys. I went with Fall Guys just because of the Twitter. <laughs> that Twitter is handled very well. The guy is fairly popular. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his own Fall skin in the well. game. Yeah. So it's, I think yeah. it's deserving. Yeah. Uh, best, yeah best VR AR game, Dreams, Half-Life Alex. Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Half-Life will win. It's the only one nominated anywhere else. But shout out, I haven't played it yet, but I've heard Star Wars Squadrons is pretty fantastic in VR. Is it good? Yeah, I've heard it's I've heard it's like the way to play is like it's it's a good game out of VR, but it's a fantastic game in it. So that's something I want to check out sometime. I do think Half-Life will win, don't get me wrong, but I've heard Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is actually a pretty good game. Oh cool. Really? Is that VR VR only, or is that VR only? only. Yeah. Innovation and accessibility. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. I just recall... Explain to me how any of these are extra accessible, because I couldn't figure it out. I recall The Last of Us Part 2 getting a ton of praise for all of its options. For, like, visual options, for subtitle size and background and control options. I recall it getting a lot of praise for its accessibility okay. options. I, I went with The Last of Us, but I couldn't think of specific examples of how these games were accessible. Well, I, yeah, for me, I haven't played a lot of these, and, you know, it, it sounds uh, <laughs> in, a little insensitive, but I, I, I guess I'm just not aware of the, mm-hmm. of the features that they put in. Yeah. So... Uh, for someone that doesn't use them that is that is voting for the category it is a little bit hard because you just don't know but i'm mm-hmm. sure that for the people who do use those accessibility options um they know what 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 the features are specifically that these games have in mm-hmm. there whether that be you know for subtitles hard. or difficulty or, or all those types of things i just recall last of us being the one i really heard it talked about uh, when it came out was was how many options there were for accessibility so i went with that yeah. awesome Best action game, Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. I think Hades is going to win this one. Yeah, I'd say uh, Hades or Doom Eternal. I, what did I, I don't even remember what I voted for for this one. <laughs> this was for action? Action. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my vote is for Doom Eternal, but 
predict just because of how big Hades is, I think mm-hmm. it would win here. But I think Doom Eternal also. I want to give a quick shout out to Neo Two. Uh, that game came and went instantly, and <laughs> it it's a shame because it sounds really good. And they also just announced a next gen version of Neo One and Two that comes with all the DLC coming out next year, and I might pick that up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I have Neo One. You like those games? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. plus still haven't cracked out. Okay, we're getting <laughs> to uh, some of the big ones again. We have best action adventure game. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Some recognition for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, that came out this year. And it came out last year. And The Last of Us uh, Part 2. That's, that's why. It came out just... It's a shame. I want to actually talk about Jedi for a second. Because it came out like a week past the cutoff last year. And I think it probably would have won game of the year if it was up against last year's crop of game of the year death stranding control Sekiro. like i think it would have had a lot more presence at the game awards than it does this year not only because more Sekiro won last year right it did yeah yeah not only because more fantastic games came out this year than last year comparatively but because star wars jedi is a damn good game and i feel like it it was just kind of brushed under the rug because it came out last year so I'm glad it was nominated in this category, but I think that a Last of Us Part Two will win. It's just more time for people to forget about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with exactly. all these big games, unfortunately. Yeah, but it's great, and, and I think it's going to be cheap on Black Friday, and I highly recommend Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It's great. Yeah, My game of the year from last year. Yeah, yeah. What'd you guys pick? I, uh, I, uh, I think the last of us will win i voted for star wars because logan had the same conversation with me this morning i felt bad about it. i wanted to give it some recognition so i voted oh, thanks for it. man yeah kev uh my vote last of us part two my prediction gonna go with ghost Ooh, ghost of yeah. Tsushima. give it mm-hmm. it's i think it's the only time i i predict it as as a winner but yep. i'll give it some love there with a the prediction that it'll win for action adventure it's it's such a phenomenal game it would have been my game of the year if it had come out last year hands down but I just oh, yeah. love The Last of Us and think it's incredible, and it just it just outpaces yeah. it in some of these things. It's a rough things. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> rough year, because it's, well, for the rough it's a great year. Who is in The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, best RPG, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Shout out! It's one, it's one appearance, and I not gonna vote for it. <laughs> final fantasy 7 remake i want it to win and i think it will win persona 5 royal is great but even though 7 remake is also a remake it's not and persona 5 royal i just don't really think counts even though it has a bunch of new content that's how i feel my vote goes to persona 5 royal um it's my favorite rpg of all time uh jrpg i, I think it is one of the quintessential rpgs you're wearing uh, a shirt I am, yeah, <laughs> rocking it. Nice. If you're watching the video podcast, I, I had to put it on because we were talking about it. Uh, I would also like a dragon, man. If that thing went one, I'd be, I would lose my mind. But mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, it's gonna so, win. It's just the biggest out of all of these. Yeah, yeah. I voted for like a dragon. Okay, so cool. <laughs> uh, Hell but yeah. I think Final Fantasy will win. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Best fighting game. Grand Blue vs. Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, yep. and Undernight in Birth EXE Late CLR. I'll, I'll get mine out of the way first. I have no vote because I have no concept of, yep. of these at all, but okay. I, my prediction would be Street Fighter V Champion. My prediction is Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Okay. 
So I was torn Zach, between Mortal go. Kombat 11 Ultimate and Street Fighter. <laughs> okay. So we so we made good picks. We did. I think, I think just based on what it those additions add to the original, I think I have to give it to Street Fighter Five. That's what I voted mm-hmm. for. I mm-hmm. think it adds okay. way more. I think Street Fighter Five was a bad game. I think Champion <laughs> Edition made it a really good game. Well, that's not fair. That that's 11. not fair. That because it improved on something bad, it deserves the win. But it's really good now, and I That's think good. Mortal Kombat 11 went from a decently okay game to still decently okay. I don't think it's super improved gotcha. upon it. Okay. I think it just collected okay. everything and put it into one thing. Okay. Gotcha. The Champion Edition, which I haven't gotten a chance to play. I played the base 5 with all the, a lot of stuff still locked, but it, it did mm-hmm. have some updated features. Um, I had a really good time, and I didn't think I would, so I, I wanted to give it to Street Fighter 5 because I think it slept on a little bit because it had such a rough start. Best family game, uh, the best family game of 2020 is not on this list, and that is Sackboy, A Big Adventure. It is by far the best family game that came out this year. The nominees are Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario, The Origami King. Four out of six of those are single player Animal Crossing's multiplayer sucks, and then there's Minecraft Dungeons. So I honestly didn't know what to vote for. I was honestly disappointed that Sackboy wasn't on this list because it has fantastic co-op. It's adorable. It's accessible. Like, if you have a skilled player and a not-so-skilled player, you can easily get through it. It's the best family game of the year. So that's my vote. My write-in vote is for Sackboy, and I think Animal Crossing will win. All right. Yeah. I voted for Animal Crossing just because I wanted to win something. I think it mm-hmm. deserves an award. It should be this one. I think it's probably going to win it, too. Yeah, my uh, Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of multiplayer, there's a there's a, a category a little bit later that, that we can talk about. That, yeah. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, best sim strategy game. I think there's a really weird category because you have Gears Tactics going up against Microsoft Flight Simulator, and you're like, what yeah. is this sim category? And, sim and strategy are not... No, not they're the not the same. There's some similarities, but they're it's also very different. But I think Flight Simulator will win, and it's yeah, my I'm pick for Flight Simulator. Yeah, yeah, my vote was for Flight Flight Simulator. I think it will win, but I've heard very good things about Crusader Kings. Yes, me too. Played yeah. it, so okay. yeah, I, I, I saw it as as a as a fight between Flight Simulator and Crusader Kings mm-hmm. uh, for prediction. But I went with Flight Simulator. Best sports slash racing game, Dirt 5, Formula 1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Pro, 1 and Pro 2. Skater. Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah, for Dirt 5, Skater. I like the Dirt franchise. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I think Pro Skater will win it. I almost, I, I was torn between the two. Yeah, I decided to give a vote to Dirt 5. Um, <laughs> Let's go. People hate those games. Uh, yeah. And I didn't want to give it to any of like the other sports games, but I think Pro Skater will win. Yeah. By far. I forgot there was a Dirt 5. It just came out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. On the same day as Xbox, right? I'm pretty sure it came out that day. Yeah, wasn't it launch title? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then the last category we're going to talk about best multiplayer game. The nominees are Animal Crossing, New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty, Warzone, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. I just want to say Animal Crossing's multiplayer sucks. It's, it's like it's terrible. It's like the it's worst bad part bad. of that game. It is such a pain in the butt to visit anyone's islands to do anything. You, everything comes screeching to a halt when anyone flies in or out. 
It's laggy, drop connections. If a connection is dropped, you lose everything you got on that island. The multiplayer is straight up bad. Yeah. That was yeah. it has local multiplayer though. Where I saw it in that category and I was just like, that should not be there. Mm-hmm. Like most of the other categories I was fine, fine with them. Maybe a couple yeah. of little omissions, but Animal Crossing for multiplayer was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Fall Guys. I think Fall Guys is going to win this one. Yeah, uh I voted Fall Guys. I'd give it to Fall Guys. My vote was for Fall Guys, uh, but I'm gonna predict Among Us. Yeah. <laughs> just just because I I think I think it's it has at least as of now, it has more legs. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are talking about it a little bit yeah. more than, yeah. than it came, Fall Guys. It, it, but... it came in popularity a little after Fall Guys, so it still has a bit of a leg up. Yeah, so that's that's why I predicted. But mm-hmm. Fall Guys, yeah, it's my vote. All right, and that is the last category we're going to talk about. Those are our lengthy Game Awards predictions. In a few weeks, we will know uh, all the answers. It'll be fun. Yeah, one of so us then... is going to be hundred percent correct. <laughs> yeah, and this entire segment will be completely worthless in a couple of uh, in a couple of weeks when. Uh... When all the results are out. Oh, I love that. Good stuff. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing for me. Uh, it's nothing because it's just Yakuza and I already talked about that. Yep. So I got nothing. A little bit. Uh, yeah. Before Logan gets into his laundry list of stuff that he's played and beaten, uh, Zach, what have you been up to? Zach has played not a lot. Okay. So I played like another hour of the Dragon Quest Eleven demo. I got my first party member. So that's all good. Talk Still about a good game? More. Still a good game? It's still a good game. I mean, cool. the, the the quality doesn't look very, like, it's It's not noticeably worse. Yeah, to the original yeah. version. So, that's good. That's what I was worried about the most. And then after that, I played some more of the post-game of Ghost of Tsushima, because I'm still not done with that game yet. There was a lot of side stuff I wanted to dive back into before I moved on. I did another complete tale of one of the side characters, uh, so I thought that was super cool. Um, I liked it a lot. Did a little bit more of the multiplayer with Logan. We dived into some of the harder difficulty stuff, um, but that was about it. Uh, we can move on to Logan. I know he's got a long <laughs> list of stuff he needs to get through. Yeah, you so. do. I do. Man. I'm going to start with a rapid fire round of stuff I don't have that much to say. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, I love that the harder difficulties actually change up the levels a little bit. It's not just harder enemies. Like There's actually some new objectives to do, so I think that's really cool. Parkour. Monster Hunter World, we beat one of the final optional quests in the game, and then literally every NPC in both villages wanted to talk to us. Like, 40 exclamation points scouting. popped up on the screen. They're like, you you're so, they're like, you're yeah, so awesome. People. Yeah, it was, that was crazy. <laughs> they all said the same thing. Super Mario Sunshine, uh, I hit a little bit of a wall on the uh, Pianta Village. I think some of the levels there are not great. Well, that's the... Well, it's technically the last one. Have you yeah. been skipping around? Yeah, I've been skipping around a little bit. Um, so I still need okay. to go finish off the hotel, and then how, I have to dive how many, back in. How many in the hotel have you done? I'm on those the are pretty f- infamous. I'm on the fifth one, and I've actually not struggled that much. Okay. Yeah, I've enjoyed the hotel. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm still enjoy enjoying the, that game. Uh, having to deal with the casino and like spraying the water on that stuff? On the shine? That was really annoying. <laughs> spraying the water on the shine was super obnoxious yeah i hated that yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's not great <laughs> yeah uh f-zero gx it's the 30th anniversary of f-zero today so i've been playing some gx it's amazing same director as the Oxus series and the super monkey ball series what a legend what a, <laughs> what a legendary man yeah what a great i adore that game and would like to talk about it more in the future but f-zero gx is great finish pikmin 3 on wii u i think that game is delightful the final boss is extremely stressful oh my god it basically chases you through a cave for like 
45 minutes while you're solving puzzles and all it's it is intense it it's the closest feeling i've had to the tyrant from resident evil 2 since i played that with zach it is frightening (laughs) um but really fun really great game took me about nine or ten hours to beat really enjoyed the campaign okay so those are my my rapid fire i have four games i want to talk a little bit more about um because they're all more current so immortals phoenix rising i tried out the demo on google stadia I also played nice. Google Stadia. Uh, it ran fine for me when I sat near my router, uh, so that was fine. But the game is really cool. It wears its Breath of the Wild influence shamelessly. Like it is, it is just straight up influenced by Breath of the Wild. The stamina, climb anything, just so much. Yeah. Instead of campfires, there's these pots where you brew potions. It's just all the same. But it's good. Because Breath of the Wild okay. is good, so this is good. And the comparison, I was telling Kevin about this a little bit, it's it's the open-world Kid Icarus sequel that I'll never get. And that has me sold on it, because I adore Kid Icarus Uprising. It is one of my favorite games of all time. It You play as this winged angel, in this one it's like a demigod, I think, who has a bow and arrow, and the tone is like really funny and quirky and self-aware and breaks the fourth wall, and... Both games have that, and this one, Prometheus and Zeus are basically the narrators, and they're kind of arguing over, like, what actually happened. So, like, there's multiple narrations going on at one time, and it's, like, really funny and entertaining dialogue while you're fighting. And, yeah, it's just really cool. And Kid Icarus is great, and this reminded me a lot of it when I was playing, so I think I'm going to play this game at some point. Probably not at launch, but at some point after it releases, I'm going to pick it up. Okay. Yeah, that that, uh, came out of left field for me. I didn't even realize you were uh, you were thinking about it and then it's just like i'm playing this at some point yep. all right <laughs> yeah all right. i'm excited about it uh it'll be Still another play it on switch i will play it on ps5 <laughs> well, absolutely <laughs> play it on ps5 uh so yeah I'm, that's now a game i'm looking forward to that's coming out soon so i'm excited about that um it has a frame rate mode and a performance mode and i'm excited to play it at 60 frames per second because that's just where i'm at now in my life uh <laughs> where my life is. so that'll be cool Sackboy, I've already alluded to it a few times. That game is phenomenal. It is one of my favorite platformers of all time. I'm playing it through with my girlfriend, and I just think it is so, so great. There has not been a bad level. Every level just consistently keeps mixing it up. There's a grappling hook, which is amazing. It's like the hook shot from Zelda, and you can just swing all around stuff with it too. So it's it's super cool. Some of my favorite levels, there's these levels where you need two people to play. You need a friend to play these these bonus levels. And some of the puzzles in there are just so clever and creative. Like there's this there's this one mechanic where you have this ball of light, and the ball of light reveals a hidden path. A hidden path. It's similar to something I think is in like Galaxy, um, and or 3D World. I can't remember. But basically, you get separated from your partner, and one person's above and one person's below, and you have to like walk at the same time because one person's generating the path, and you can just screw over okay. your partner. So just <laughs> really, really clever puzzles and platforming with two people. The boss fights are cool. The soundtrack is phenomenal. That There's that pop music level I told you about last week. There's one of those in every world, and it's just awesome. And then sometimes there's random pop songs that are like not the actual version, like not actually a famous pop singer, you know, singing, but like, um, take on me, uh, the second major PlayStation game it's appeared in this year, uh, take on me (laughs) is just in the game, but it like, 
it's in this water level. So it's like a weird watery version of take on me with no vocals. It's like violins. And it's like, they just made this and it's in there. And if you recognize it, you're like, that's really cool and random, but it's just so cool. I don't know why I'm into it. Super weird. <laughs> yeah, it is, but I like it. And the collectibles are awesome. There are reasons to go back into each level, but it doesn't overwhelm you with collectibles. I just love it. I'm through three worlds. It looks like there's two worlds to go. And I think we've played for like 10 hours so far. Um, so, yeah. Pretty meaty experience. Yeah, but I can't recommend it enough. It's one of my favorite games this year so far. Sackboy is so, so good. Yeah, and I did not expect it to be as phenomenal as it is. Like, it is, it's the best non-Nintendo platformer I've ever played, for sure. Um, that and Astrobot VR are the two, the two best ever. Speaking of Astrobot, I finished and platinumed up Astro's Playroom, my first, first platinum, platinum of all time. First platinum ever. Yeah. How does it feel? It. it feels good. It was a pretty easy platinum to get, but it was a lot of fun. I don't have too much new to say about it, except I still love the adaptive triggers on the PS5, like I talked about last week. I think those are super cool. Um, this game, it, it's real. It's really phenomenal. The final boss is, it's incredible. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a huge nod to PlayStation. The, the final boss is, is so cool. Um, the collectibles and the references are just so consistent and charming throughout. Like, if they capitalize on it and make just a full feature game, not to show something off, right? Like, Astro is always to show something off. You have the Playroom on when VR came out at first to show it off. You have VR, which really defined platforming in VR. Now you have this to show off the controller. Like, they should just make a game just to make a game starring Astrobot, just a fully-fledged platformer, and it would be fantastic. They've really got something, something great there. So I really like that. There's these time, time trial challenges I've been going back to. I'm just trying to improve my time on the world ranking leaderboards, which is really cool. So yeah, that game is great, and the easily the behind Wii Sports, it's the best pack and title ever. <laughs> like it's it's so great. Um, some people are saying it's the best pack and title of all time. I think Wii Sports still has it beat because that was just an unparalleled experience. I think when we all played Wii Sports for the yeah. first time. But I would agree. But yeah, this is this is really good, and it it does prove the controller and and the system, and it's it's just so charming. I also beat Spider-Man. I beat Miles Morales. It took me seven hours, and I really liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't love it as much as I loved okay. the first one. Um, and I think the reason is the first one has so many, like, personal moments, I feel like. Like, Peter is out of the suit a lot, whether it's in the lab or with MJ or with, at Feast, the charity that he works for with, with Aunt May. This is the old Peter we're talking about, not the new <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All one in the Peter's same right now. There. Only old Peter. I just feel like we really lived both sides of his life in the original Spider-Man. And I feel like to make this a seven to eight hour game, all that stuff was cut. There's only a few mm. scenes where you actually play as Miles out of the suit and really get a feel for what his life is like and learn about that side of him. Most of the story is focused on what's going on with this evil corporation and the villains and how is Miles going to stop them. And it's still a very good story, has some good twists and some good character moments for sure, but I felt like it was it was missing some of those personal moments that I really, really love and remember from the first game. And that's just part of it being shorter. Like, it makes sense. Um, it's not a big knock against the game. It's Miles... No pun intended. Miles better than the Spider-Man DLC, which I thought was <laughs> mediocre. Um, like it's it's a great game. Uh, I really like it. I recommend playing it. 
Took me seven hours to beat. The combat is fantastic. His Venom powers I talked about last week are awesome. They are so much fun. I think the combat is definitely better in this game than in the first game, which is what you want to see uh, in a sequel like this. And they did set some stuff up with Miles' story. I'm curious to see how big of a part he is in Spider-Man 2. I would, I really, really hope that Peter and Miles are both playable. Like, I hope they split the campaign in Spider-Man 2 and you kind of have both of these characters really take center stage instead of him being a, a side character again like he was in the first game because, I mean, he he deserves to have main billing in a Spider-Man game after after this spinoff. He's a great character. I talked about his performance a little bit earlier. He's great voice acting. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it overall. Um, but it's, it just, I, I feel like it literally like I do about Lost Legacy. Like, it's good. It's very, very good. But it doesn't live up to the main series for me, but it's still worth playing. How about for the next game, it's uh, split three ways between Miles, Peter, and Old Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know where you were going with that, but I like that a lot. Oh. I mean, I could have said Joseph St. Cloud. But yeah, that's where I thought you were going. Split four ways. Yeah. <laughs> four, okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's good. At least the main campaign is solid, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that that it is going to be a little bit shorter of an experience, mm-hmm. and, and you don't get those moments. At least the core there is still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's worth playing um, even on a PS4. Like it's it's worth picking up and playing. I would say. What's what's the uh, what's the conversation around the PS4 version? Load times are slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but it, it's a lot of fun. Like I don't want to sound like I'm knocking on the game because I do really like it. I love Miles. See, I think that's part of the reason is I love Miles in this game. I think he's a great character, but I just wanted more. I wanted more of him and not just of Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see where the series goes from here. There were also there was also a post-credit scene which sets up Spider-Man 2, similarly to the post-credit scene in the first Spider-Man. So this series is definitely still going places. And I'm excited to see Miles be a a bigger part of it now that he's kind of had his own little journey to establish himself as, as Spider-Man in New York. Oh, I have, I have actually one big nitpick. Oh my God. Huge oh, okay. nitpick. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying another game. No. Okay. All right. Nope, Huge nope. nitpick about Spider-Man. No one else is talking about this, but it bugs me to no end. Um, so Peter Parker leaves, right? He leaves New York and Miles has to defend New York alone. That is the setup of this game. Everybody knows it's the other Spider-Man. It's like the other Sonic in Sonic Forces. Everyone huh. knows. It's like you're fighting this generic wave of enemies, and they're like, you can't beat us. You're not the real Spider-Man. And it's like, how can you tell? I'm a dude in a Spider-Man suit. Like, how do you well, know? Like, in, the old, in the first game, you're swapping suits all the time. Yeah, yeah. I wore 20 different suits throughout that game. Yeah. You could never tell. Oh, I, I wore a bag on my head. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm the real Spider-Man? And like Miles, he has a smaller frame for sure than Peter does. He's Not a smaller dude. Compared to the newer Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, that's true. That just rip his head off. The and same yeah. frame? No, they are not. And it looks weird. <laughs> it doesn't work. But it just, if you are a thug who has never fought Spider-Man before, there is no logical way you would know that it's not the same <laughs> Spider-Man you're fighting. It just didn't work for me. And it happens all the time. They're like, like, Miles will show up in his suit for a mission and they'll be like, oh, it's you. I'm like, how do you know which one I am before I've even spoken a word? It just, it doesn't make sense. It's a very minor thing that doesn't detract from it at all. I just thought it was funny and it reminded me of Sonic Forces. 
So I thought I'd bring Sonic it up. Forces, the other Sonic. Mm-hmm. You're the Jeez, only that person who has awful. ever been reminded of Sonic Forces from Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. But I've really, I really enjoyed all, all three games that I played on PS5. Sackboy is my favorite far and away. I adore that game. And then Astro and then Spider-Man. But they're all great. I recommend all three of them. Definitely a strong launch lineup, even though two of them are on PS4. Just great stuff to play if you have a PS5. Yes. That's, that's a big if. Yeah, it is a big if. If you have PS5, man. I still see all these people trying to get them. Just like, oh, when's the next restock? Apparently, like, Walmart or something's going to restock. And I'm just like, man, that sounds awful yeah. having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting until I can, I can get one easily mm-hmm. is, is my thought process now. Yeah. Seems like a rough time out there. All right. Did we get through them all? We did. did. Through all the games we played? We all did. All right. Ooh, that was a lot. Flashbacks to, to Zach's... Uh, <laughs> I'm his just the history of the it's couple of months where he was gone mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure yeah all right we have run on long enough final thoughts before we wrap this up last thought on spider-man uh if yep. the campaign the is short Spider-Man or the the other the spider-man, Spider-Man. Uh, the okay. campaign is really short seven hours like i said but there's a ton of side stuff to do so if you you could easily spend probably 20 hours doing all the side stuff if you wanted to so there's a lot of content there. I don't know how much of it I'm going to do, but if you're wondering about the $50 price tag, if it's worth it for you, there is a ton of side stuff. It litters the map with stuff to collect, just like the original, uh, and side stories okay. that I've heard are meaningful. So, yeah, there's a lot to do in it. All right. Okay. All right. Zach? I predict that they will Prediction. announce the release date for Final Fantasy Remake Part Two at the uh-huh. Game Awards for December 2021. For December okay. 2020. <laughs> it's coming out! It's out! Next month. <laughs> this oh, this month. Okay. What a prediction. Mm-hmm. Man, if that comes if, true, if that, I'm that's, right, a, that's big plays. If I'm right, you will all worship me. And if I'm wrong, then who cares? <laughs> okay. I'll be I'll be waiting for it. Exactly. I'll be, I'll be waiting for it during the Game Awards. Oh yeah, me too. All right, but that is going to do it for us on this week's episode of Bodie Games. We're here on Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use. The video podcast is on YouTube on the Ode to Games YouTube page, so you can watch us there as well. We also have a Twitch page, Ode to Games, a Twitter, Ode to Games as well. You can find us on there. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>